Starbucks Reserve Roastery brings thousands of people to the Magnificent Mile. Columbia Student Musical pushes a lot of lines. And a mass queer raid ball raises awareness for the LGBTQ plus youth on Chronicle Headlines. Go Earth, what Columbia looks like! This is what Columbia looks like! Published since 1973. I'll give my life for this cause, and I will die for this cause. This is Chronicle Headlines. to our next story with staff reporter Lauren Leesenby, who went out to our new Chicago Starbucks reserve. Am I right? Yeah, I did. So Last tell Friday. us about it. I, I have not been there. I'm very jealous that you got to go. So I'm very interested as to what they have there. Tell us a little bit about it. It's amazing. It's the largest Starbucks in the world, which is insane. And they it's four well it's technically five stories the fifth story isn't open yet it's like a rooftop kind of thing that's seasonal um the fourth floor is a cocktail bar the third floor has like all kinds of experiments going on and liquid nitrogen gelato and stuff um the second floor first floor are like just like usual coffee bars with like a restaurant the first floor has um, a huge, like, coffee roaster and, like, a whole, like, Italian bakery operation going on. And then, like, there's, like, a like this vertical conveyor belt thing that, like, um, takes the pastries from the first floor to the, up to the second floor, which is it's really cool. And um, all the coffee beans, all the coffee that's, like, in the – used in the – um, location is roasted like on site really so so does it actually feel like you're in a starbucks when you're there no it's some kind of coffee lovers paradise it's just it's kind of overwhelming it's almost like a theme park or something like the just, coffee theme park yes a coffee <laughs> theme park it's very um i think uh corrigan who's the multimedia reporter who went with me and did a video a really great video for it um, he said it's kind of like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Yes, I agree. It's like it's like a coffee, Willy Wonka's Coffee Factory. That is so it. I haven't yeah. even been there, and that's what it looked like yeah. in the multimedia and, and in every other news outlet, too, that I yeah. was seeing. That's so crazy. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> but what, what, what did you specifically see when you got there? so many people <laughs> i think there were about a thousand people outside wow. we we got there and we thought we had like saw the whole line we were like there can't be that big of a line and we got there and there's maybe about 100 150 people that we saw like straight away and we're like oh that's not that bad but then turns out it, the line stretched like all the way around the block i think oh, wow. um several outlets reported there were over a thousand people in line um we got a chance to talk to like the first people in line and they had been there since five and it opened at nine is it that serious though it was very serious to them <laughs> they were very excited about it and um i i could see why i mean it's if really you, cool it's yeah. super duper cool it's very cool and i definitely want to go back on a like personal basis for sure yeah i think it, where is it located again for those who don't know yeah it's on the magnificent mile so it's on michigan avenue and the cross street is eerie now, did you talk to anybody that was waiting in line while you were there? Yeah, so we talked to the first people in line, and we talked to several people in line. Um, and then we kind of walked around the corner, and uh, there was uh, some individuals from uh, advocates with uh, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. And they were um, calling on Starbucks, not necessarily protesting, they were calling on Starbucks to um, eliminate the vegan milk upcharge because it costs like 70 cents or something to use 
to have like soy milk almond milk coconut milk in your drinks so they were there um doing that which is interesting i think among the um kind of like fan excitement of the whole thing to have like a more serious take on it for sure so how would you describe the overall mood of the crowd there just elated they were everybody was so excited and it was very like upbeat and it was cold but like nobody seemed cold and people from working at the starbucks were bringing out espresso to everyone and um the the uh, ceo of starbucks was there and the general manager um was greeting people as they opened the doors and let everyone in and it was it was just really exciting i think so are people able to like purchase coffee in multiple spots of I mean, I understand that, but, like, are they able to purchase, like, multiple areas on each floor? Yeah, yeah. I think um, we didn't purchase coffee, but we um, were able to see, like, I think they were kind of carrying around iPads, it seemed. So you, like, made a purchase on, like, somebody's iPad and they swiped people's cards. So it was just you paid, like, at the individual coffee bar or food area or whatever you were at. Yeah, I wa- wow, I wonder how many people work there. <laughs> I can't remember how many, but it's it's quite a few and they all had like perfectly matching outfits on. It was so great. <laughs> now I have a question for you. Have you ever been to Disney World? I have. Now, is the attitude of the people who work at this Starbucks equivalent to the attitude of the people who work in Disney World who are supposed to be nice like and smiling constantly 24 7 yeah i mean i think a lot of the baristas were just really happy to be there i think um the way that the store is set up it makes it so like the baristas are really on display and like their work is kind of a performance in a way and they're all really good at their work you know this is this is kind of a, a next level starbucks so not that people at a normal Starbucks aren't great at what they do. I can attest to that. <laughs> how much Starbucks I drink. But I think these were, like, people who were more expert in their craft. And so, like, all the walls are kind of um, glass. So you can see what they're doing and how they're making your latte and everything. So they were, I think, happy to be on display, happy to be there, happy to happy that people were enjoying what they make i think for sure so do you by chance know do they have anything like any drinks that are different than the general starbucks menu so they make coffee in seven different ways you can get coffee brewed in seven different ways wow. so you can get like your normal espresso you can also get like pour over coffee they also have this weird thing called like a siphon coffee maker which i don't know how to describe but google it it's insane i didn't really it was it looks like a science experiment going on but so all these different kinds of things um and then they have of course the coffee that's roasted in house so that's different than a normal starbucks where they'd bring in the coffee that's roasted elsewhere everything you know it's like a self-sustaining kind of operation going on they roast their own coffee beans and um sell that (laughs) (laughs) well that sounds really exciting and thank you lauren for coming in today and telling us all about the new starbucks reserve i cannot wait to go see it after this thank you yeah i can't wait to go back thank you so much for having me (laughs) we move on to our 
next story that somehow has hairspray and inclusion all mixed together. And to figure out exactly what I'm talking about, I have Justin Anderson, a photojournalist at The Chronicle, in studio with me. So, Justin, where does the hairspray start and where does the inclusion begin? Uh, where's the mixture there? What did you cover? Well, I covered the mass queer aid ball at the Columbus mm -hmm. Park Refectory. I take it that's not just a, a coincidental naming. I think that was on purpose. Yeah, it it was made by it was it was put together by the Queering the Parks, which is a new initiative this year from the Chicago Park District's Night Out at the Parks. Mm -hmm. There's been three so far this year. The Mass Queer Aid Ball was the the the, the finish of this this mm -hmm. year's events okay so it sounds like it's a combination of masquerade which is the the weird sound like the weird masks that people put on everyone knows them they're not full face masks they're like feathers and fancy so it sounds like it, it it's that and it's a ball which like so what was the event specifically it there were no masks no um, masks when i arrived well, i but feel a little lied to but continue there there were feathers there was uh uh one of the performers there were multiple performances um there was poetry, dances, mm -hmm. and one of the dancers um, is from Chicago. Her name is Darling Shear, mm -hmm. and she had these big orange feathers with her. I think they're called peacock feathers. I think those, it's like huge, like the size of a, mm. a person. Interesting. Okay. Um, so what was, I guess, the goal of this event? Was it just to throw a big party, or was there something behind this? Well, it was to celebrate youth culture in Chicago, mm -hmm. and it the Queering the Parks is working to create more safe and inclusive public spaces for LGBTQ plus individuals. Mm -hmm. So if I were to guess, it seems like it's doing that by getting them out, by, by making awareness around it because it's physically in public parks. Is that correct, or is there more to add to that? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Okay, so you said this was kind of the big cap-off of a three-part event. So were all these events about uh, LGBTQ plus identity, or did they touch on other topics? They they were all about LGBTQ plus identity, and mo primarily in youth. There mm -hmm. was a barbecue before and a youth pool party. Okay, a, so a barbecue, a pool party, and then a masquerade event. Is that... That is three very interesting things. Did you speak with anyone who was at the event? Yeah, I spoke to Jacob Rosenblum. He was a volunteer at the event. So what did he have to say about the mass queer, queer aid event? He was saying that having Chicago Park Districts do this is a really good precedent for park districts mm -hmm. um, all around the country. And that creating a space for queer youth to just mm -hmm. inhabit is is really inspirational. And I personally haven't heard of even a similar type event from anywhere I'm from. Did he say that any other places were doing it, or he just hopes more places would um, pick up similar events? He hopes more places mm -hmm. will pick okay. up similar events. Well, we'd be I'd be remiss of myself if I didn't at least touch on some of the photos that you've taken. So we've got, like, peacock-sized giant feathers, because this is a photo gallery, which will be up on our website, ColumbiaChronicle.com. So, Justin, you, you already mentioned someone, but... What is, what's a photo that, by explaining it, is going to make people want to go right to the website? What were some interesting pictures you had taken? I would say the one of Darling Shear, the, the dancer with the huge feathers, was very interesting. Um, she, did, she did a dance where she was, like, flying across the room. And 
the one of her with the feathers, the feathers take up almost the entire image, except then um, only her face is shown. So and you said, well, you said they were human sized. Is that an exaggeration or did I mishear I, something? I would say they are, they are probably four to five feet. <laughs> like, and, and what colors are they again? So it's a four foot feather and she was dancing in them. I'm assuming they're not like bland colors. Are they like neons, oranges, stuff like that? They were, they were orange. Oh my. Okay. So you have that photo. Are there any other photos that we should go check out? Yes. All of them okay. on ColumbiaChronicle.com. <laughs> Uh, Justin, is there anything else we should know about your story? No, that's about it. Okay, well, if you want to see additional reporting for this story, you can go to ColumbiaChronicle.com. Justin, thanks for coming in. Thank you. And now on to our next story with news editor Kendall Polidori to tell us about a really cool new musical here. Yes. Tell us about it. Yeah, so on November 22nd this week, um, there will be a comedy musical held at Columbia in the Music Center, um, and it's put on by all Columbia students. Um, it was written by all Columbia students, um, and it's called Heat. So it is a comedy musical, um, and just to kind of give like a brief overview, um, so Martin Brablick, he came up with this idea um, his sophomore year in high school. Um, but, you know, with, like, limited resources, limited time, um, he never really made something out of it. He never had the chance to. And so now in his senior year at Columbia, um, as a music and composition major, um, he's required to do, like, a senior recital. Um, but instead of, like, composing music or, you know, doing anything like that, he decided to you know, bring his idea from his sophomore year in high school to life. Um, and so this musical, it's very interesting. Um, I was super excited to talk to them about this when I first heard about it. So kind of like a very vague um, review of it. It is about a group of firemen who strip um, oh. <laughs> in, you know, certain situations, you know, if they feel like they can't, they don't know what to do. They just, you know, start stripping. So, C- certain, what certain situation <laughs> might bring a person? I mean, I understand that, like certain situations yes. may bring people to strip, but for a fireman, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept, um, and it's it seems super funny. That's why it's a comedy musical. Um, but you know. What Martin, as well as another um, student, Corbin Eaton, what they kind of wanted to do with this is, you know, bring awareness, not to, you know, like, firemen that strip, but the fact that, like, people in these upper-level jobs, you know, like, they have lives, they do other things, like, let's break the stereotypes of, like, men being strippers and stuff like that, so it's not a super deep concept or um, musical, but it is... You know, it's it's pushing limits. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like a magic mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, when we did the interview and we sat down, it was super fun. I told them, you know, to bring any props that they have because yes. you can imagine Tell the props. Tell us about these pictures in the yes. paper. Yeah, so we met. Um, and when I walked up to them, they had a box full of props. And I was like, they just got them in, you know, from Amazon, I think that day or the day before. So they were super excited about it. Um, and they, you know, pulled out um, a money gun that shoots fake money out, which will be part of the musical. Um, I guess pe- everyone who's sitting in like the front row 
um they'll each get to like throw a stack of money um while a jesus figure is on stage oh my God. with the money gun so super interesting um and then they also brought um a very nice blow-up doll <laughs> that yeah. that um that's during the, the cover of our paper yes this week. it is yeah she looks very nice um and Corbin blew her up during our interview, so she was all ready for a photo shoot. She's been blown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good one. I had to make the joke that it just seemed fitting, you know. Just... Oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I have those sometimes. Maybe I should make a comedy musical. Yeah, maybe you should. I do have the pipes. Not yeah, gonna lie. that's right. You know, I was excited to do this because I feel like I do not have a comedic bone in my body. Like I cannot produce. Oh come on, Kendall, you're uh, hilarious. I don't know. I don't know that I can produce very well jokes. But so, how did you hear about this? Yeah. So actually, our editor in chief, um, Alexandra, she knew Corbin previously. I believe they had like a class together or something. But um, Corbin's from the Black Sheep. So we've done previous stories on the Black Sheep, on Corbin. So, um, yeah, we knew about him, and um, he helped write the script uh, for this musical. So we set that up, and I got to sit down with the both of them. It was awesome. So are you going to see this show? You know, I'm really hoping to. It's on Friday. Um, and so, I mean, I was super interested before even hearing what it was about. But, you know, just sitting down and talking to them, I was like, wow, this this can't be passed up and it is also free to (laughs) students so yeah anybody can show up and go and as long as there's seats you can so is this like a one night thing yeah it's just a one-time thing in the music center yeah okay so let's backtrack a bit because i just really need to know your reaction when you (laughs) found out what this musical was about yeah so i mean when i first found out I was like, oh, wow, very fun. That's a cool a cool topic. And then when I actually, like, sat down and talked to them, um, it was just super interesting um, and something that I love about, you know, doing any interview um, with somebody is just how passionate they are about something that they're creating. And especially these two, you know, they just – they're doing it for fun and they got to yeah. do it for a senior recital and get, you know, graduate <laughs> for putting this on. And so it's just very cool, you know putting together stuff that you love and then they also said that um you know they're hoping to do more stuff like this after they graduate because they just it's a lot of work and it's stressful but they really enjoyed it so yeah yeah well we're really excited and i hope to hear all about this show because i unfortunately won't be able to go but tell me all about it because i'm interested yeah everybody who can go please attend tuning in to this week's episode of Chronicle Headlines. You can check out all of these stories and more in our print edition available on campus on our website columbiachronicle.com and additional coverage on social media. We are at CC Chronicle on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And The Chronicle on Facebook and YouTube. Chronicle Headlines is made possible with the collaboration of our staff of the Columbia Chronicle WCRX-FM, Chicago's Underground, under the leadership of the Communications Department of Columbia College Chicago, Suzanne McBride, Chair. Chronicle Headlines is produced and hosted by Yasmin Shika and Blaze Mesa. So that's what Columbia looks like. This is what Columbia looks like. Published since 1973. I'll give my life for this cause. 
and I will die for this cause. This is Chronicle Headlines.